everyone. Um, today's Nightmare Fuel is very, very intense. Lem felt that we needed to hear it and I, I agree, but I'm just warning you there are mentions of uh, violence, extreme racism, um, mistreatment of First Nations people in detention centres, also deaths in custody. There's mention of police brutality towards First Nations people, also soul generation. So it's just all around a very, very heavy um, episode. So if that triggers you in any way, please, please, please do not listen to this. And there are um, resources in the show notes, but just, yeah, disgusting. Listener Production. Today, this podcast is being recorded on Gadigal land. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this country and elders past, present. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us today. Office chair, me sitting like this. (laughs) It's a lot, isn't it? Hey everyone, um, Nightmare Fuel Time, but Lem said we have to be emotionally prepared for this one, so I'm sure there'll be trigger warnings at the start, but I don't know what they are yet, so let's go. Hi, Abby and Lem. I've decided to re-record this just because I feel like I did not do the story justice the first time, so... Here we go again. First of all, I want to say I love you both very much and I love the podcast and everything that you guys stand for. Absolutely terrific. But, yeah, this is my nightmare fuel. It's possibly um, one of the most horrific dates I've ever been on. Definitely, yeah, definitely not the greatest. Um, Possibly one of the worst humans I've ever met, truthfully. So, yeah, to start it off, just to give some context... I was talking to this guy from Hinge for a little bit, like a couple weeks on Snapchat. And this man was 22 years old. So that's a bit embarrassing. But yes, he was like sort of, I don't know, he was a bit too complimentary, if that's even possible. He was just like too, way too overly nice. And like, I know, just like was trying to be such a like, quote unquote, nice guy Mm. um, about just everything. And it was kind of an ick. I was going through a bit of a dry spell. So I thought, why not? He kept asking me on dates. So I just caved eventually. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Tip number one, don't go on date with someone because you've caved. That's probably like the most important thing we're going to learn today is don't go on a date because you're like, oh, I guess he's asked five million times, throw him a bone. No. (laughs) Have done it before, not going to lie. Yeah, I, I think we all have where you're like, oh, I guess I'll just go. If yeah. you're not excited, don't go. Just yeah. stay home and, like, organise your undies drawer or something. You'll see why she's going to regret <laughs> you know, it. Oh, fuck, okay. <laughs> undies drawer. <laughs> That's what I do on the weekend. Yeah. I just organise my undies and sock drawers. <laughs> Stupidly, to be honest. But, yeah, I thought we'd maybe have, like, a lot in common or maybe we'd have some things to talk about or have some, like, good conversation because he said he was studying criminology and, like, social work and he was in training to work at a youth detention centre. Um, and I study psychology, so I just thought, you know, like, we might have something in common, like, it might be... I don't know, it just might be good. Little did I know. So when the date actually rolled around, he, like, kept insisting on picking me up from my house and, like, I don't really do that sort of thing because that's pretty scary someone like knowing where I live um especially because I wasn't too keen on him but anyways he kept insisting 
and I tried to like change the arrangement and I was like no I'll meet you somewhere like whatever and then he got like kind of weird about it he was like no it's weird if we take two different cars what? and I was like okay and he wanted to go get sushi so I was like we could just meet there but whatever he kept insisting again I caved and I let him come pick me up. Mm. So, yeah, he came and pe- um, picked me up for our date. You know, I get in the car. It's been a couple, like, literally probably less than three minutes. Yeah, just, like, within those first few, first few minutes of talking to him, he just, like, did not seem at all like what he was, like, on pers- um, online even. Um, He's just, like, a bit of a douche and was, like, super, like, I don't know, just trying to be super, like, funny, but it was just coming off as rude. So, yeah, like, he, I know, just started, he was making really snarky comments, which, like, you just wouldn't expect from someone that you're going on a date with. Like, he, I, I don't know whether he thought it was funny, but just, like, everything I said, like, you're such a girl or, like, yeah. that's so basic or, you know. Oh, shut up. You're such a you're girl. such a girl. Yeah. That'll dry me right up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're such a girl. Yeah. Fucking what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, I am. Oh, it's it's so it's so like and obviously like the whole like you're not like other girls thing is just so weird. But then also, but then so that's weird in itself. But then saying you're such a girl as like an insult is so bizarre. It is bizarre. It's like so many things that are wrong with it. It's a gendered way of looking at people, and then you're also putting that person in that category, and, and then you're like, having someone so you're much. Just, and also, and I think the biggest issue is it's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> Good joke, yeah. babe. And then going, you're so basic. Yeah. Okay, yeah. go back to your fucking 2014 sense of humour. What the fuck? He's just giving, like, misogynistic vibes. Yeah. I wasn't liking it. Um, he was just picking on every little thing that I did. And we were talking, you know, on the way to sushi about, like, mutual people that we knew because we live in a town that's, like, not very big. I don't know, came about this girl that's in our town who, um, like is a female in a male-dominated sport. And, like, I was saying how, yeah, like, she's really great. Like, I'm pretty sure he brought her up, actually, which was really random. It's like he wanted to bring up this sort of topic of conversation. So, yeah, he... I was saying how, like, yeah, it's really fantastic, like, that she's, you know, sort of breaking that stereotype of, like, men strictly being in this sport. And I won't say what sport it is, but being in this particular sport. And he immediately jumped onto that and was like, you know, she's not even good at it. And, um, you know, she should not try to compete with men because she's never going to win. Um, and now okay. she should just, you know, women should... Okay, Steve Price. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you know what's so funny when, like, men get so angry at women's sport and it's like, just shut up. Like, if you don't... If you really hate that much, just, like... Why are you so angry about it? It's bizarre. It's like they're threatened. Like it's like it's like masculinity is so tied to these boring sports, and it's all <laughs> it's the only way they can can like communicate with other men and like hug other men and like feel like they're part of a community. And then when women's sports are like coming up as being more and more important in Australian society, they don't like the thought of women like infiltrating a male-dominated space. It's like a weird, weird thing where it's like, if you're that, like, it's fine, babe. Like, there's enough spots at, like, the MCG. It's not enough. It's like, like, fuck. Yeah, fucking, she's not even good at sport. All right. What do you do? Fucking loser. (laughs) To just stick to what they're good at sort of thing. And I was like, oh, like, 
I don't know this girl very well either, but I was like defending her. I was like, I'm pretty sure, like, um, she's doing the best she can. Like, you know, <laughs> she's, she's doing the best she But also, like, obviously, she's good if she's playing the sport. Yeah, yeah. And also, who cares if she isn't good? Okay, she isn't good. What now? Wow. Mm. Because you wonder if you're more like a man, like you're better at sport than her. And if I was a chick, fucking, I'd be able to fucking get into that team. All right. This is the least of what's about to happen, oh, okay. to be honest. Doing the best she can. That's all she can do. So because we're literally like 15 minutes into me meeting him for the first time, I brushed that off and I was like, that's okay. He's probably just making a joke, even though he was saying it deadly serious. And, yeah, we eventually get to the sushi place and I'm like, great change of conversation fantastic but we get inside we get seated like chat's kind of awkward so I'm trying to ask him you know questions and things but he just like keeps making those really snarky comments and he starts to like make fun of the way that I use chopsticks and he starts to use certain words which I think are just unacceptable to say so um he uses the word gay to describe you know things that he doesn't like and he uses the R slur and he begins to use the word autistic to describe negative you know um he was just using it like in a negative light and that made me really uncomfortable and he started making fun of you know my food choices and how at sushi you know he was ordering chicken because that's cooked and how when I ordered fish that was gross because who eats uncooked fish at sushi at at a sushi (laughs) restaurant at sushi (laughs) what a weird little man I can't do raw fish because I'm traumatised from I'm a celebrity get me out of here ew oh no vomit if I even like smell anything fishy it's really sad like I used to love fish but now I can't do it um but like I know that I'm the odd one out. If I go to like sushi, I'm like, oh, I know that I'm like, you know, like I yeah, know yeah. I'm the strange one. I always yeah. throw up after sushi, so I've decided no. It's oh not really? My, yeah, I don't know what it is, but do you reckon I, it's like the right, like the, like so much rice? Like maybe it's like very. I have it, no fucking clue what they put in. It, like something must make me feel. Must that be allergic way. to something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm eating raw fish. I'm so weird. Fuck these nagging, like nagging. He's obviously just trying to play a game here or he has no personality and so he can make jokes. I one think of, that's one the latter. It's the latter. Serious, like, uh, we are at sushi. What was he expecting? Like, are you, <laughs> are you fucking stupid? Anyways, so he literally would not ask me anything about myself except to, you know, make comments and judge my lifestyle choices. Like, even my degree, you know, like psychology, like why would you do that sort of thing? Because turns out he actually was studying social work to and social work and criminology to gain life experience to go into the police force, mm. which if I had have known that I probably wouldn't have gone on a date with him yeah. for personal um, beliefs. Yeah. But don't, yeah. Yeah, don't love. I have so many comments, but they're not going to come yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we all know. Yeah, (laughs) was being very misogynistic and rude, but again, I rationalised his behaviour for some reason um, as him being nervous. So I didn't go home at that point when I really should have. He was also driving me, so I felt a little bit cornered. And if that was his goal, he succeeded. But we ended up driving to our local beach after sushi, and he took me to one of the most secluded areas and most ill-lit 
areas of the entire place. It was like pitch black nighttime vibes at that point. And I was like, are you actually kidding me? Like, I just want to go home. But yeah, like I mentioned earlier, he actually said that he was in training to work at the youth detention center that's in our town. And, you know, he works with a lot of at-risk and troubled kids and Like, I find that extremely interesting. I thought that was really, like, commendable that he's, you know, interested in something like that and about making a difference. So I started... Can I also say, I feel like it's a fine line with things like that. Yeah. It's such a fine line between, like, someone who actually wants to help and someone who just wants a little bit of power. She got it. You've yeah. got you've got the whole point now. You know what you, I, mean? I hate when you do that. Uh, it made okay, me yeah. But yes, you did you did get it. Ugh. That's exactly what he's after. Oh, and really? everything will fall in neatly now with this analysis that you've just given. Great. And this is where things sort of take just a sharp left into like or you should say sharp right because his voice <laughs> is so <laughs> Thing. Yeah. That's really funny. Incredibly conservative and like terrible. It just gets worse from here. So I'm asking him about, you know, like the youth detention centre and like his role and how what his like training involves and things like that. He actually started talking about how they had a class that day on r- human rights and things like that and how the children there, like the certain rights that they have and what not to do and all that sort of stuff. And he immediately is like saying how they shouldn't have rights. Um, um, do we hear a reason? I don't think so. Not so from he what just I says he just says they shouldn't. These these children shouldn't have rights. Mm-hmm. Now, if he's working in these detentions, these juvenile detention um, facilities, he would also know that Indigenous people, Aboriginal people and Torres Strait Islander people are often incarcerated at much higher levels. Therefore, him saying they don't deserve rights is kind of giving me racism, hectic racism. You're also on the right track again. And I'm sitting there like I'm like absolutely bewildered and he's saying how, you know, there's a lot of Indigenous youth um, detained. Yeah, disproportionately, disproportionately because of the over policing of those areas and also because of the racism within police where they get harsher, longer sentences and where they are abused in facilities and where they are offered no fucking support and are unfairly targeted and unfairly prosecuted. And I will give you actually an example of that. For example, if you're caught using cannabis, it's at police discretion whether you get cautioned or not. Really? Yes, that doesn't seem good. 80% of people who have gone through the cautioning scheme are First Nations people. Oh. So 80%. So this is literally, we have statistics showing this, what you're talking about. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Anyway, he, he's just going to, he's going to go where you don't want him to go. That's that's basically it. Also, this is the person who is uh, training to become a police. Yes. That's, a police officer. Yes. Yeah. So that's good. That's his dream. Um, and we say there's no issue with, there's no, like, systemic issue with police. If this is attracting people like this, maybe... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. ...centre. But, of course, he's saying this in much less polite terms. So, yeah, he basically says that they don't deserve rights, that they're really just nothing to him, they are nothing to society. Um, what? Wait, 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 wait. The people in the detention centre or, or First Nations people? First Nations people. Can you believe that? Oh, my fucking God. To think it or to have, like, these gross ulterior motives is one thing, but to sit there on a first date with someone and say it, imagine what the actual thoughts 
And if, if that's like the tip of the iceberg on a first date with someone, you know what I mean? Imagine what the actual thoughts and feelings towards First Nation people are. And he's 22. Like he's this. 22. You're born in the year 2000, babe. <laughs> like, why do you have these fucking thoughts? What the fuck is wrong I with you? I have no idea. And frankly, deserve to be locked up. And I'm like, oh, deserve to be locked up. Wow. Wow. Okay. He probably old. also thinks stolen generation was for their own good or some fucking bullshit like that. Oh my God. It makes me nauseous thinking about this. Honestly. Other kids that are in this detention center. He's like, some of them are as young as seven. And, and can so- I also say children, children of any, of any race or any background being in detention should be treated as a rehabilitation facility because they are fucking children. I'm against the detention in the first place, yeah, so, so I'm not even going to... Particularly children. Yeah. Like you saying, that, oh, well, they're fucking locked up. Like, like A, we, we know that First Nations people are disproportionately affected and people of colour are disproportionately affected. So that's a whole fucking statistic that is completely out there. So this at all. But also to say, to be working with children and to not think like, oh, not be able to see there is a reason why... A, they are disproportionately affected and it often isn't the children's fault, it is society's fault and the white Australia policy's fault still. Interge- um, like cro- intergenerational, yeah, trauma, generational trauma. Like- but even if there was a child, even if there is a child in there that um, has committed a crime and is in a detention facility, which I agree, I mean, that's a whole other conversation, to sit there and go, yeah, they deserve to, they deserve to be fucking locked up. As a police officer or as whatever you want to be, corrections officer, whatever the fuck, like you don't want to re- rehabilitate children. They're a fucking child. You, you don't have the ability to like see that maybe there are reasons behind behind certain behaviour, like there are intergenerational trauma reasons or there are, if it is a white child who's done something, oh, well, obviously there is some sort of reason that a seven-year-old is fucking locked up. It's Why would a seven-year-old be locked up? For what fucking reason? I don't know, but it happens in Australia and I'm just like, when I heard this, I'm like, what the fuck is happening in Australia? Like, What could a baby do that they deserve to get punished and fucking take away from their They would have been born there, to be honest, potentially. Like, I don't know. fucked. It's absolutely fucked. What a cunt. First of all, they are children. Mm. Like, I'm absolutely appalled and I just, like, begin arguing with him from that point onwards about how incredibly wrong he he is and what he's saying is. And like when it's someone like this though, like you don't even want to fucking argue. If he's yeah. if he said something that was like slightly ignorant, mm. like even even if he'd just said if he didn't work in this in, in this arena and he said something about like about like invasion day or something, like something slightly ignorant, then I think it's worth engaging. But when there's someone who works in these facilities who's saying they don't deserve human rights and don't be locked up, it's like, well, it is sociopathic. Yeah, it's kind of beyond even conversation. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spend energy on educating you on why you are, because you know, you must know you're racist. Yeah. Yeah, he's the one that needs rehab. Yeah, he's the one that needs Jesus fucking Christ. A hundred percent. Oh my god. Weirdo. Me, I'm like. I'm I'm going to like stay on my hill. I'm going to stand my ground, and I'm not going to listen to his bullshit. Um, so I start trying to educate him, you know, on how messed up the Australian correctional system is, in especially in regard to Indigenous population, and you know about the systemic racism, and it all dates back to the stolen generation, the white Australia policy, just history and generations of you know mistreatment and discrimination and. I'm going on and on and on and he is interrupting me and interrupting me and interrupting me and speaking over me and not listening. And then he says to me that (laughs) this man says that I'm wrong, that 
the stolen generation is a myth, that the history books are not correct, and that if I did a Google search, I would find the evidence to show that. Oh my fucking... Are you fucking serious? The stolen generation wasn't in the 1600s, babe. There are people who are alive that experienced it. It was made up. That's like Holocaust denier shit. I don't know what YouTube rabbit hole he's been stuck on. Like something very parallel to QAnon shit. Very, very parallel. It's so, he's so brainwashed beyond. (sighs) And this person is working with like the police probably. Like, Well, the goal is to be a cop. And yeah, it's a myth. It's a myth. Yeah, obviously. What the fuck? Yeah. How can you be so, at 22 as well, like how can you be so ignorant at 22 to what has happened? Like, because the thing is like, if you're, if you're like, obviously as time has gone on, um, white Australia has been like progressively acknowledging what the fuck happened, obviously not enough. But there's been more education. You're so young. You would have been taught about this in school. Yeah. Well, I was saying, taught about it in school. He's saying the history books are wrong. History books are wrong. That's true, actually. It's like, who can be bothered making up so many lies? And then so many lies. And for what? Yeah. Fucking, what a fucking... Dumbass. Yeah. What a lemon. Yeah. There lemon. we go. Yeah, there we go. Fucking That's loser. At this point, I'm like, is he for fucking real? Like, he cannot actually be serious right now. Like... I did not know that people thought like this. I did not know, like, that this was an actual, like, rhetoric that's out in society. Like, him telling me to Google this and that, you know, there's evidence out there. I'm like, mate, if I Google the stolen generation, I can guarantee there are a lot more credible sources saying that it was an event that happened in history than there is people... But, like... Duh. Like it's like it's it's all like it's like, oh, you know, um myths about the black plague being spread by rats. It's like it's within living like like people who are alive and we have documentation to show it. Isn't like, oh, like in three thousand BC, like Pompeii, it's like it's a recent thing. It's a it's a current thing. And it's the still happening. It's still happening in its own institutionalized way yes. with foster mm. homes and yes. it's still happening. And and Aboriginal children being taken from their parents yeah. much easier or for no reason yeah. than white children. And disproportionately, again, things don't happen disproportionately because a certain group of people are quote unquote worse. It happens because of systemic issues. Yeah. Fuck's sake. Anyway, so this fucking um, I hope I hope she reports him to some sort of... Yeah, I think she does, does say something in the okay. end, yeah. On fucking Reddit that say, like, that it's a myth. Like, wh- where is he getting this information, first of all? But he goes on, you know, to say that some of the children in the detention centre can't read and, you know, they um, don't know basic English and all this sort of thing. And, like, I'm trying to say, like, he yeah. says that they, yeah. they speak, you know, their own languages um, and how, like, no one understands them and how it's just, like inconsiderate essentially because he can't understand what they're saying and I'm trying um do you know how many languages were lost during colonization oh my god like the fact that we have any languages left from different mobs is like a fucking miracle and to sit there and say it's inconsiderate these kids don't speak English for you Mm -hmm. why aren't you trying to learn the local language yeah honestly yeah like what, you're being inconsiderate. If if you are if you're in a certain country and the, all these all these kids are speaking their own language, then like, why aren't 
how about you give it a go and try to communicate with them? But actually, you just want to live with the power, you fuck. They had their history erased and you're getting mad that they are speaking um, in their own Indigenous languages. It was just, he's so blind to everything. And the privilege coming out of this white man's mouth was just so, just like, shocking. I was just dumbfounded and I still am. I still am so incredibly confused. But yes, I'm like tearing up out of anger at this point. Just the racism that is coming out of his mouth is so incredibly disgusting. But it just gets worse what? From there, he began to tell me how easy it is to actually injure the children who are locked up in these facilities. And, like, I'm, like, reminding him, like, they are children, you know, like, they are as young as seven years old. And he's like, yeah, so there's ways that you can cover your body cam and ways that you can get them alone and all this sort of thing. Um, and it made me really, really uncomfortable because he started to say how they, in his training, they learnt, you know, what not to say because some things can be really triggering um, if these children come from really harmful or abusive backgrounds and to be, you know, cautious of that when you're talking to them. So, and I apologise if this makes anyone else uncomfortable, but yeah, just saying things like, you know, spread your legs and things like that when you're doing a body search or um, just things like that, you have to be really cautious. And he just completely had had no regard for that sensitivity on the topic and how you did not care if they came from an abusive background. Um, and yet he literally told me that he cannot wait to be the person that can actually, you know, push these kids up against a wall and um, show them and punish them for what they've done. I'm sorry, that, but I just felt like part of me that we need to play this because, yeah. like, I think this is actually happening and it's just... Was that the end? She basically... <laughs> reports him on Hinge and, like, never sees him again. She d didn't even know his, like, full real name, so she oh, yeah. couldn't properly report him. But, yeah, it is it is literally one of the worst nightmare fuels that I've heard. That's fucking horrendous. Sorry, Anyone Abby. who says that the treatment of Aboriginal children, Aboriginal people in, in detention is even remotely fair, even them getting in there to disproportionate rates is completely fucking ignorant and completely unaware of what actually goes on. I mean, there have been those leaked messages recently between police officers. Yeah. This is a nationwide problem that unfortunately, like it's shocking to hear, but like we should all know this is happening. Yeah. And this is why we should all go deaths in custody protests and why we should continue to make the government hear that that we that we know this is happening because that that's fucked. And for this cunt to fucking say this so openly. Yeah, yeah. Gives me goosebumps everywhere. Like, it's insane. Don't make me upset. Like, far out. That's yeah, shocking, isn't it? It's fucked. It's fucked up. But there are so many deaths in custody. This is mm. why First Nations people are so fucking loud about it because it isn't an accident. Mm. Like, mm. the way it's set up is not an accident systemic and there's no fucking denying that the way that... The way that Indigenous people in this country are treated is is nowhere near how how white people are treated, and the ramifications of the stolen generation continue to ring, particularly when it comes to the treatment by police officers and detention officers, and that is so fucked up. But if this is like complete news to you, I think try and do a bit more research about how how people are being treated in these. It's fucked. There's a documentary that got nominated for a Logie last year. I need to find the name. We'll put it in, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. About Aboriginal 
uh, I think it was about Aboriginal children in custody at the Logies. Oh, the one that you won. Know, you know about these things from like documentaries and things, but I just, I've never heard a first person account of like just that harrowing yeah, kind true. of, like I've never heard somebody just be flaunting something like yeah, that. Yeah. Flaunting. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry. Like we're going to. We'll do trigger warning. Hectic we'll trigger warnings. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that was fucked. All right. Bye.